0: Hey, guess what? <laughs> We're in a car. We're in a car. We find this way too amusing. I don't think that they're going to be nearly no, as amused no. as you are, Dad. This is,
1: this is delightful to us. Yeah. So I hope it's delightful to we you. We heard
0: this is what everyone was doing in podcasting yeah, 10 years ago. Yeah, it's all the
1: rage yeah. these days is podcasting in cars. Yeah. 10 yeah. years ago. 10 years ago?
0: Isn't that when all the, the podcasting in cars started and stuff? I, I don't know. Wasn't there comedians in cars, right? Yeah. I guess that's not 10 years. That's not 10 years old. That seems old to me, though. In podcasting terms, it seems old. Okay. Well, regardless. Also not a podcast. Also not a podcast? They don't podcast that?
1: I don't think so. No, so much of it is visual because they have to do all their beauty shots of, like, Uh, people pouring coffee or looking at a hood.
0: Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, we're in a car. Why are we in a car, Dan?
1: We're in a car. I mean, the real reason we're in a car is because you are really busy. I am
0: kind of busy.
1: (laughs) Thursdays, we record on Thursdays. Mm -hmm. And Thursdays is the day that Brandon has set aside for meetings. Mm -hmm. And today there are so many meetings that the only time we have to record is the 45 minutes it takes for him to drive to BYU to teach his class.
0: Yep. So here we are. Some of these meetings were very fun. We got to have a meeting about our RPG that we're doing. Yeah. With are, are, we, are we supposed to talk about well, that? We an- they announced it as part. Oh, of, that's true. Right? We did already. So it's been announced. We probably shouldn't say anything about it, but people know yeah. we're making an RPG. We're making an
1: RPG, and it's awesome.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It's the main reason I said yes to this job. <laughs> <laughs> that's not true, but it is a big reason. Yeah. Yeah. So, but that's not what we're going to talk about today. Nope. That is just vague-looking. That you'll just have to wait. We're going to talk about cars. Are we?
0: I don't know. We didn't actually come up with a topic. No, I thought we were going to talk about Forgotten.
1: I need to put my... We're going to talk about Brandon dying in a car accident.
0: I didn't have my seatbelt on because I had to do a sound check. Everyone drive safely and put your seatbelt I
1: somehow managed to do a sound check and put a seatbelt on.
0: Well, you're just good at multitasking. Forgotten. We need to talk about (laughs) Forgotten. Yeah. We should talk about Forgotten. Let's talk about Forgotten. So, Forgotten, if you guys aren't aware... Is Dark One forgotten the whole name. Yep. So years ago, years and years ago, I had the idea for a fake version of Serial. Mm -hmm. Like a true crime podcast. I listened to Serial and I'm like, this is awesome. But the parts of this that are a little more boring are there because it's real life. Yeah. And you actually have to stick mostly to the narrative of what happened in real life. And so... Serial is really great. You should listen to it. But there are reveals that are presented very dynamically. Missing Richard Simmons is the same way. Really great. <laughs> Not true crime, but same sort of uh-huh. thing. But it's real life. And so, you know, you've probably all watched those shows where they're like, you know, we are going to prove this. We're going to open the safe. We're going to do. Yeah. And then at the end, it's a letdown because statistically. Because real
1: yeah. life is boring.
0: Real life is is full of interesting things that do not
1: happen on... That don't follow character arcs or narrative story beats the way that sometimes authors wish that they would.
0: Uh And I thought, what if you could do a fake version of something like Serial that had supernatural elements that turned out to be real? I thought that would be really cool. But I, number one, didn't have the time. And number two, didn't feel like I had an expertise in this area. I had only listened to one of these podcasts. I've since listened mm-hmm. to many more. But it was just one of these yeah. cool ideas that sat in the back of my
1: head. Well, and also, script writing is a very different skill yeah. than prose right. writing, fiction right.
0: writing. When I was imagining this, I'm like, wow, you're going to have to do yeah, all kinds of different things that I was not really prepared to do in mm-hmm. my life at that time. I had this idea. I mean, whenever Serial was big, that was when it happened. Because I The uh, first cereal. season
1: of Serial yeah. was...
0: Five years ago? Yeah. Yeah. And so it sat in my head for a few years. And then Dan and I had a
1: chance to collaborate. How did I approach you about this one? So I want to ask first, at okay. what point did this fake podcast mm-hmm. get attached in your head to, to the Dark, Dark one, one property? So
0: I tried It Is It's Own Thing, but it was this weird project that I wrote some stuff from. Got a group deal. It was basically the first thing that we ever tried with Mainframe. Yeah, And it didn't work. We were too new to making things back then. I actually was trying to get... Like, Earl really wanted to do a podcast with me. Mm-hmm. And I tried to do it with my friend Earl. It was roommates with me and Ken in college. He's a good friend of Ken. Yeah, Ken we,
1: we we've talked about Earl.
0: Yeah. And Earl... You know, amateur screenplay writer who's written some decent stuff. But the whole package just was all of us were too new to this. And it just didn't work. It wasn't set in any specific universe back then. Mm -hmm. And so I just filed the idea in the back of my head. But then Dark One started to gain traction. And I'm like, actually, where I should be doing this, Mm -hmm. because I already have all the lore built out. And part of the problem, the other one broke apart is... Part of the reason it did is we just didn't have any lore. Like, I hadn't done all the world building I needed. And I'm like, wow, I have this whole thing. This is what I should be doing. It should be part of Dark One. And so that was soon after the other project fell
1: apart. Okay. So you first approached me about Dark One, I want to say, at the tail end of 21. Okay. I might be misremembering, and it Mm -hmm. was the tail end of 20. Uh Uh-huh. But either way, it was right at the end of the year, and I remember... Mm-hmm. Because I started it right at the beginning of a year in January, and okay. the first episode, ten thousand words, mm-hmm. took me about four months. Mm. It was so hard to get my head around what this was supposed to sound like, and like it's just it's different muscles completely yeah. than I was accustomed to. Episode two took me like three or four days, like mm-hmm. once I knew how to do it. It all just flowed really well. Did that
0: happen with like your first book too? Like my first novel that I wrote took, Mm -hmm. like it depends on if you count the abandoned attempts at writing a novel, (laughs) right? But if you don't count those, it was like three years. And then my next novel took six months.
1: Mm hmm Yeah. I decided in college, I'm going to take this seriously and I'm going to be an author. And then wrote, I want to say five books over the course of seven or eight years. Mm-hmm. So a fairly long time for all of them. you know. And obviously some of them took two years, some of them right. took less. When I sat down to write I Am Not a Serial Killer, mm-hmm. which was book number six, knocked the whole thing down in six weeks. Mm. When the time was right, it all flowed really well together. That's
0: what I wanna say that Christmas Carol was written in it was something like six weeks. or Really? Yeah, it was written really quickly also. Kind of famously so. But, all right. Dark One.
1: So... Before we talk about Dark One, I do want to say for the viewers, Adam has parked us in the middle of an intersection here, and we're stuck here, and cars are going by, and... When yeah, that,
0: that's why we both kind of looked oddly. Yeah.
1: He actually did a good job. <laughs> He's, He's doing... joking. There's
0: a car in front of us that's really blocking the intersection yeah. on the side over there. <laughs> like, And they're slowly backing up because the next car behind them left like three car lengths because he <laughs> realized you maybe, maybe stopped a little too. Yeah.
1: Traffic is crazy
0: right uh, now. Adam actually did a good job of not gridlocking. But he was like feet from gridlocking and did not. So, so
1: well done. Mm-hmm.
0: But we both were like, mm. like it, oh, okay. This is a different experience. <laughs> podcasting yeah. in a car. Yeah.
1: yeah. Also, I feel like I spend most of our normal podcast either looking directly at you or mm-hmm. right at the camera, and now my eyes are like, oh, yeah, shiny.
0: Things yeah, yeah. Everywhere. We're not going to be looking at you guys at all. We're like, <laughs> oh, yeah. Though it is kind of a, a, a kind of dark. Musty day. Yeah, it's very so, overcast. Anyway, must, uh, what were
1: we talking about? We are talking about talking Dark
0: about... One, Forgotten. Yeah, so... We don't want to give spoilers to it because I, I, we want people to go listen to it I, because
1: it's really cool. It's, it's very, very good. So Dark One was originally kind of this huge multimedia project right, but that this, you were working on, the, right? The
0: pitch for a television show is what I wrote first. Yeah. This is kind of what taught me no one will pay attention to me in Hollywood on a pitch. They all, mm-hmm. like, and this makes sense. In Hollywood, the reason they go to authors is like, oh, this is a proven success. This yeah. book has worked. Therefore, we can get everybody to fund it. I had this, what I thought was a fantastic pitch for a television show, wrote it up. Like, one episode, a lot of detail, and the other's just pretty, pretty mm-hmm. short detail. But I'm like, so make a great television show. And then took it to Hollywood and tried to sell it. And got nothing.
1: Yeah. The first attempt. Because, well, because you go to Hollywood Mm -hmm. and say, I've got a great idea for a story. And they say, yeah, four million other people also have a great idea for a story. You got to show me something concrete. Mm -hmm. And
0: a track record is, I guess, not not enough. It did eventually get there was a second round. This is during the Quibi Mm -hmm. phase when (laughs) Quibi hit. Everyone was looking for television properties Mm -hmm. to sell to Quibi. You guys have no idea how much of like I've never seen a feeding frenzy like when Katzenberg showed up with billions and said, All right, Spielberg's making something and you know, all these people are making something and I got I got a billion and a half left and everyone's like money? Um <laughs> and boosh feeding frenzy for like six yeah. months.
1: This is why so, yeah. W- was there a version of Dark One? That was, like, in for seven minutes? No, Quibi? there was
0: no Quibby version of Dark One. Oh, okay. But what they did is everyone was looking at what they had that they could sell television-wise. Uh-huh. And Dark One was floating around then. And a production company that is attached to Random House that kind of exists to try to get things that are Random House-associated made came and said, hey, you're a Random House author. If we get this made, will you write a book to tie in? And I'm like, yes, of course I'll write a book to tie in if you're actually making the thing. And they're like, and just for whatever reason, everyone perked up and suddenly they're like, we, maybe you can sell this. So I did the whole round of pitches in yeah. Hollywood. The thing where you drive to one thing, you walk in a room, there's a group of people who all smile too much. You tell them about your thing, Half the time they ask really educated questions because they know who you are and they're into this genre. Half the time they ask, what if it was a squirrel, right? And you're like,
1: <laughs> what? So can yeah. you talk about the person you were pitching with or is that Oh, yeah, I can. Secret?
0: No, that was Joe Michael Straczynski. Yeah. So Joe attached to it. Super cool guy. He's I really the guy who did Joe. Babylon 5,
1: yeah. among other things.
0: He attached to it and he and I went and pitched it together. And it got picked up. But then... Joe really got excited by certain aspects of the story, not really by my outline. He, he really loved the idea of this, like something that was very close to Castle,
1: mm, right? Okay. Y- y-
0: right, where there's an author in the real world writing books, like that we would write these uh-huh. fantasy novels, and then the show would be the fantasy novels, and the author was like a character who was channeling yeah. and then releasing them. Some of this was from the original pitch. You kind of mm-hmm. it was a video game in the pitch and stuff like that. But anyway, it was really into this, and so much of it changed that I, I called him up and I'm like, Joe, this is nothing like my pitch. He's like, Yeah, I know. I got really, really excited, and I'm like, ah, and he's like, ah, and I'm like, what if we just separated them? He's like, that's a great idea, and so we just hand shook on. He can take his pitch and sell it. He just mm-hmm. took Dark One off of it because it was changed so much. Yeah, and mine just went back into the the things. So I don't know if he ever got his made. He was very easy to work with. I'll say that. Very classy in the, when I called him and said, this is nothing like my pitch. He was like, yeah, I know. I'm sorry. I I got really excited. Yeah. Well, and that's what happens.
1: That's what happens in Hollywood. It is Mm -hmm. such a collaborative industry and a collaborative medium that, uh, Mm -hmm. you know, whoever has the money and or authority is the one that is most likely to see their vision made. Yeah. Which is rarely the author.
0: Yep. And it got picked up. They commissioned a pilot from him on that thing, and my name. Like basically, I said, "Go do your thing. If this takes off, come back to me, and I can maybe write the fantasy novels mm-hmm. in the real world that you know, that the the, the yeah, fantasy like." Would be some kind of tie in. I'm totally it. cool with your your concept here. We'll just take Dark One's name off it. Obviously, it didn't get picked up because the show never got yeah, made, and he never, never came back. It. Anyway. So that was Dark One, was my television yeah. page. It was multimedia in that I planned a couple epic fantasy novels to tie in. Mm-hmm. But that was kind of like
1: the television show was the thing. Yeah. Well, and the one part of it that did get made
0: yeah. is there was a graphic novel. It's a graphic novel. And this is because my agent, who is great, was mm-hmm. like, look, you're not getting the television show made. Your script here feels like it might work well. What if we took and gave it to a graphic novel team, and they adapted it for a graphic novel? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, sure? Yeah. I mean, it's just sitting there doing nothing. I think it's a really great pitch. And they kind of went off on their own direction. Less so in the first one, but by the end, it was kind of going their own direction. I like what they came up with, but it's it's not as different from mine as Joe's was. But it still doesn't quite feel like the story I wanted to tell.
1: Yeah. And that's when I came into the story. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'm actually thinking this must have been at the end of 19. Okay. Because I'm in my head, I am equating the four months it took to write the first episode with mm-hmm. you know, the horrible depression that I had during most of 2020. And what could possibly have caused that? And, and I don't know. Mm-hmm. So anyway, towards the end of 2019, mm-hmm. Brandon came to me and said, hey, I've got this thing. There was a graphic novel. There's a novel. There's also this kind of audio podcast series mm-hmm. and laid it all out. The very basic pitch in one sentence for Dark One is what if Narnia was real and it wanted to kill you? Yeah. Uh, portal fantasy about a kid from our world who goes into a fantasy world and also a terrible, horrible monster sorcerer guy from the fantasy world who comes into our world.
0: Yeah, and it's this idea that in the portal fantasy, the kid always goes to the portal fantasy and becomes a king or finds out, mm-hmm. what if What if you went to the portal fantasy and found out all the prophecies were you're going to be Voldemort? And so they just... Hmm. Mm-hmm you, Why do they want to kill you? Because people keep coming from our world and becoming Dark Lords or <laughs> starting wars, or sometimes they're the hero, but when the hero shows up, you know, there's always a war. And they're like, mm-hmm. what if we just didn't do this whole hero villain thing and we just found this kid and assassinated him? Yeah. That's kind of the, the premise for Dark One the book.
1: Yeah. And the, uh, the television dark show. Dark One the book and yeah. Dark One the graphic novel mm-hmm. both start kind of at that point. Yeah. Where. The one main thread, and this isn't really spoilers, because the graphic novel's been out for years. Mm -hmm. The one main thread is about the boy realizing that fantasy people are trying to kill him and there's this whole other world. Then the Mm -hmm. other story is Mm -hmm. his mom is a lawyer who is defending in court a serial killer who turns out to be this supernatural monster from the fantasy world. Yep. And so the audio series is the prequel about how that guy got caught.
0: And it's really well written. And he's not the main character. The podcaster is the main character. Mm-hmm. And this is why the ending doesn't really matter because it's her journey and her yeah. story, which you just like really jumped into and created wholesale. Like when like, yeah. the novel the I novel... gave you, it's like, here's a big outline and stuff. With this podcast, I'm
1: like, what if we did this and this? Yeah. And it was like two sentences. Mm-hmm. The novel that I wrote which Mm -hmm. we are in the process of rewriting because we've changed his character quite a bit Mm -hmm. that was incredibly scripted and outlined Mm -hmm. all the way down and the audio series wasn't and that was the first main kind of problem to solve is this is a prequel we know how it ends how does it really end? who's the main character? what is the journey she goes on? and that was why it took me four months to write that first episode (laughs)
0: Yeah, that one was kind of unfair of me in some ways. I'm like, hey, Dan, here's the thing. Here's two sentences. Bye-bye.
1: Write this thing. Yeah. It was a lot of fun, though. And a lot of the work that I have been doing lately has all been audio. Mm-hmm. Zero Books were all scripts. Ghost Station was written as a novel but is uh, kind of audio native. And then all the Moonbreaker stuff we've been doing since I wrote Yep. Forgotten has all been script as well. Mm-hmm. And I basically got that job because of Dark One Forgotten, and yeah. I learned how to write audio scripts. Mm. So it is six episodes, although when you listen to it on you know, Audible yeah. or LibraFm FM or Google Play Books or wherever you get it, it's everywhere. It's basically one big six-hour chunk. Six yeah. hours and like 15 minutes.
0: Let's be honest. Nobody who listened to Serial listened to one episode.
1: What unless unless they were listening to it yeah. as it right. came out, right? Mm-hmm. And there were kind of early on when we didn't know exactly what form it was going to take. We thought, well, are we going to release these yeah. once a week as just an hour long thing? It ended up that we released them all in one big chunk, which is good because...
0: Yeah, it's six episodes. It would have been kind of mm-hmm. kind of frustrating if it were that short and that... yeah. Yeah. So you guys should all go listen to it because Dan did such a good job with this.
1: Well, and thank you. Mm -hmm. Uh, I'm very proud of it. It is the first Dan and Brandon collaboration. Mm -hmm. But also the uh, voice actors... Yeah. ...killed it. They are so good. Rachel L. Jacobs is the voice of the main character, Christina Walsh. Sophie Oda plays her best friend, Sophie. I think it's funny that they have the same first name. But everybody... I was peripherally involved in the casting. I don't think any of the side characters that I said, ooh, get this person. I don't think they actually got any of them. Mm. (laughs) But they did a really good job with all the acting, and they went out of their way to really make it sound like she's recording this on her phone, and you're just listening to her, and sometimes the editing is good, and sometimes the editing is purposefully bad so that it sounds like a 22-year-old did it in her dorm room. It's really awesome. But... One thing I do want to talk about is I wrote the six episodes and sent them to Brandon. And he came back with pretty much one major note, which sells the entire thing. I can't imagine this without the change. And I don't want to say what it is because it is a major, major spoiler that happens but basically, we rewrote Act Three completely. Episodes five and six, ground up, different from uh, their original form. And so, yeah, like as as much effort as I put into this, it is very much a, also a branded book, because he was there for you know all of this revision process and all of these really valuable story notes. I feel very attached to this
0: story, even though I consider myself more an editor on this one. But I mean, yeah, the whole dark one thing, mm-hmm. I feel very attached to, and I'm,
1: I'm super pleased with it. Yeah. We both love it a lot. We love Forgotten so much, in fact, that yes. the, we're going to be putting these characters into yeah. the novel.: The
0: novel's getting a major rewrite <laughs> to include these characters, so because they're great We will
1: diverge even further from the graphic but novel.
0: The, the outline also just it needed some more characters, it needed mm-hmm. something more. anyway. Uh, I'm, I'm really pleased with everything that we've come up with. We're going around in circles. Adam's not. He's driving us. No, he's
1: driving us in a very yeah. straight and effective line.
0: Yep, S- straight toward my class. We can't say
1: too much more about yeah, Forgotten I really I don't want to, to spoil too much of it. No. What kind of car Ooh. do you drive, Dan? What kind of car do I drive? Mm. I have a Nissan Leaf. Okay. It is fully electric. Mm-hmm. I live about 45 minutes away from you.
0: Yes, because you decided to move up there, none of us were were behind this except, you know, you and Don. Like, hey, I campaigned
1: left... when we came back from Germany. Uh-huh. I campaigned pretty strongly for Utah Valley and she's like, "Nope, I want to go to North Salt Lake." So, that's mm. where we live. It burns enough battery getting here that if I don't plug in and leave it plugged in at your house all day, I can't get back to my house. <laughs> Because the Nissan Leaf, it's my favorite car I've ever owned, but it doesn't Mm -hmm. have a really long range. Right. I still don't have an electric car. This is mostly
0: because we haven't bought a new car in a long time. You would think that, you know,
1: I could could afford a car, but... I'm excited for you to get an electric car because I know you're immediately going to say, this is dumb, I want a real charging station. And then you'll install one, and then I can use it.
0: But here's the thing. I don't drive. Places. (laughs) That's true. I am frequently driven places. Mm -hmm. But like I had all kinds of meetings today and it was walk between, you know, rooms Mm -hmm. and walk next door. And like, when's the last time I got in a car and drove further than like we drove to church, which is a block and a half. Yeah. Like I just don't drive places for my son's birthday on the 17th. Mm-hmm. He wanted shaved ice. And there is a shaved ice place. It's the middle of January. Yeah. But there's a shaved ice place in Provo that is a sit-down shaved ice place indoors that also wow. does all these, like, Even know, in the winter. Even in the winter. It's most, okay. mostly, like, one of these drink stations. Is it, like, a full Hawaiian-style shaved ice place? It's called Bahama Somebody's or something like okay. that or something. Bahama Bucks? Yeah. We have one of those. And so he really wanted shaved ice. So the last time I drove... Any significant distance was two weeks ago. Was
1: there. Yeah. Well, well, let me ask then, Mm -hmm. are you a driver in general? Do you miss it? Or are you like, oh, thank goodness I don't have to drive? Uh, Okay, how about this? I
0: don't mind driving. If I'm in the car, my wife sometimes doesn't love driving. She would rather have somebody else drive. Mm -hmm. Just the whole cars around sort of thing. She's perfectly... Happy to do it. It's not like she's too afraid to do it. She's driven in major big cities. But if someone else is there and doesn't mind doing it, then she will let them drive. I am not that way. I will drive, you know. Yeah. I could drive or not drive, but it's hard to get things done while driving places.
1: Are you the kind that, you know, loaded all your family into a car and drove 9 hours, 12 hours, whatever, on a huge road trip? When I was a kid... My parents would do that Mm -hmm. with us. But you've never done it to your kids.
0: I don't consider that a virtue. When we go to Idaho (laughs) to visit my family, Uh it's a four-hour drive. That's too short a hop for a flight. The flight is more of a hassle than just driving there. So we do pile them in and drive them up. But any place that's been longer than that, I'd get them on a plane and go. I have no interest in, like, family road trip to go see... Mount Rushmore and this and that. No, mm-hmm. I, I can't get anything done.
1: So uh, one of the longest road trips you maybe ever went on mm-hmm. is when you and I yeah. and Jancy and Bryce yep. all drove Provo to L.A. for Worldcon Yep. and played after the bomb in the car.
0: We did. I've done that drive mm-hmm. multiple times. N- yeah. Not that I wanted to, but sometimes that's well, all it's you can afford. usually the best you know?
1: way. I have to put in a big plug if mm-hmm. you... Do a long road trip. Role-playing games are perfect. It was They're fun so good
0: to do a role-playing session on that. I have done that drive. Like early yeah. in my career, Dave Wolverton and I did that drive because we- Oh,
1: did the whole like West Coast? Yeah,
0: we did the West Coast. So we started in Utah Valley and we first signing was in Vegas. Second signing was in San Diego. Third was in LA. Fourth was in San Francisco and then Portland, Seattle, awesome. Boise,
1: Idaho Falls, Salt Lake. So I've done that one a lot. I Mm -hmm. usually start in Seattle. okay, which means that I don't do Vegas because by the time I'm done, I'm like, I screw this. I don't I don't want to do anymore. Vegas has always been a good signing
0: location for me. Like this, Not the strip, obviously, but the city Mm -hmm. of Vegas just had good bookstores and things like that. The weak link on that always for us was Boise. Mm -hmm. There's just not a lot between Seattle and Salt Lake. You either have to go down to Reno or through Boise. And since I have family and I know Falls, IF was always a good signing. But Boise, yeah. Boise's is the, the famous place where Dave and I showed up for our signing. And they put out the seats for us. And it was the only time to date that I've gone to a signing like a large bookstore mm-hmm. that there was not a soul. Not anyone there. Yeah, I've gone to, like, yeah. little Walden books and stuff before and shown up. And they're like, oh, yeah, you're here for the signing. But, you know, they don't have this event space and stuff. Mm-hmm. That is the only time that, you know, other than, like, when I was brand new. When I was actually, by then Mistborn was out, I was on, like, not
1: a soul showed up. Nobody. Nobody. That, that happened to me in Sacramento. Okay. Where I... You know, it was one of these same kind of mm-hmm. West Coast things. And I went through Sacramento because my aunt lived there. Yeah. And that means I must have cut out Seattle for whatever reason. Mm. I can't imagine I would. You, you traded drive Seattle for Sacramento? Route. And it was a bad choice. Mm. One but... of
0: the, the most bookish cities in the, in the entire
1: world. <laughs> or yeah. maybe I had cut out San Diego and LA, but that doesn't yeah. make any sense. So it would always be University Bookstore in Seattle. Yep. Good old um, Dwayne. With Dwayne, who, as far as I know, is still there. Yeah, he calls me periodically. He's like, when are you coming back to sign at my store? I'm like, I don't do
0: signings like, anymore, Dwayne. Never. And he's like, you got to come back to my store.
1: Yeah. Um, then uh, San Francisco Borderlands. Borderlands. And then mm-hmm. south to Dark Delicacies in L.A., which yeah. is in Burbank, actually. And um, then uh, Mysterious Galaxy in San Diego. I've
0: signed at Dark Delicacies before. Only once, because... Only once? Well, it, it's more of a horror they place. They don't carry a lot of fantasy on the yeah. shelf. They'll have you in, mm-hmm. but they don't keep the books on the shelves. So my LA signings were almost always chain signings, because when you do all of these things...
1: Or, least, what's, the, what's the big one in Pasadena?
0: I've done that one before, too. That's uh, a really good one, and I can't remember the Vromans, name of it. Romans. Romans. but it's a general interest bookstore. They're not going to keep the fantasy books on the shelf, either. Mm-hmm. They skew a little more literary. Romans treated me very nice, but... The thing with these signings is, if you go to Mysterious Galaxy and you Mm -hmm. sign 30 copies of your book, even if you're nobody, they will put them out on a thing in the front, and they'll be there for the next few weeks, and people will just impulse buy them because they're there, they're Mysterious Galaxy. Mm -hmm. Mysterious Galaxy focuses on sci-fi, fantasy, and mystery, right? Yeah. They're going to walk in and see that and buy it. If you sign it for Romans, they'll keep a book on the shelf, signed, mm-hmm. and you'll have a nice signing because it has a nice thing, but you won't generally you get don't as get good as this display. Yeah. Also, and you uh, won't get the same audience
1: that's going to go buy them. It's not like yeah. Roman doesn't want to treat you well. They probably, yeah. They, so. they want to treat you great. Yeah. Mysterious Galaxy, I was there mm-hmm. for one of my early ones. It was Mr. Monster or it was I Don't Want to Kill You. Uh-huh. So, and I, as a joke, was like, hey, do you have any Brandon Sanderson books? Mm-hmm. Let me sign those too. Mm. And he's like, oh, that's hilarious. Here, sign them. And I, I signed two or three, and then I stopped and thought, I felt kind of guilty. And I was like, wait, what if somebody comes in for a Brandon book and they don't know who I am? Mm. And he said, if they're in our store, they're going to know who you are because they will hand sell yeah. and they'll push everyone so hard. Yeah. I love indie bookstores for that reason.
0: But I was saying about the chains, you do want to, when you go on a big tour, at least you want to have a Barnes and Noble. Or two on that thing because Mm -hmm. we do still like Barnes and Noble. We love the Indies, but we do still, and you want to have a couple. And so for me, it was always the LA stop because all the other stops had sci-fi fantasy focused Indies Mm -hmm. that they didn't want to skip or miss. Yeah. And so LA, it was for years, it was the Torrance borders. I signed it that like three or four times. And then after Borders collapsed, it was various Barnes & Nobles around the L.A. greater region. Obviously, Torrance isn't L.A., but you know.
1: Have I told you my San Diego Borders story? No. I was there on one of these West Coast tours, Uh drove myself, was on my way to Mysterious Galaxy, and thought, Mm -hmm. oh, I'll stop here at this Mm -hmm. Borders. Oh, wait, we're going to stop and talk to a toll booth guy. Just dropping off a professor. Thanks. Okay. And so I dropped in Mm -hmm. and went up to the front desk and said, hey, my name is Dan Wells. I'm on a book tour. Do you have any shelf stock I could sign? And the guy said, oh, good. We've been expecting you. And I thought, what? And it turned out that like the lady Mm -hmm. that ran their horror section, because Borders had a horror section, Mm -hmm. had read my book and loved it. And this was just for I'm Not a Serial Killer. It was the very first one. Uh She found me on Twitter. She knew that I was doing this tour and that I was doing drop-ins. And so she ordered like 40 extra books. Oh, that's awesome. And I signed them all. She sold them all. Mm. Booksellers are my favorite people.
0: Yeah. I kind of missed those days. Part of me did. Mm -hmm. Because I enjoyed those road trips. I enjoyed hanging out with Dave. Dave was just such a fun person to talk to. Yeah. Uh, This is Dave Wolverton, who has since passed on, but one of our mentors. I enjoyed... Like, this was back before travel kind of got to be a thing that I did so much that I was <laughs> yeah. tired of it. Like, I enjoyed it. I'd Leave the home and go out for a week and see the city and meet readers. But, of course, the signings lasted an hour.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, instead of seven.
0: Instead of seven. And, you know, you go to your signing, you go back to the room, you'd have dinner. You'd, like, you know, you'd mm-hmm. get room service, you could just stop at a place, and Dave and I would get dinner or something. Like, it was great. Yeah. You did not have to try to find something open at 2 a.m. and end up at a gas station with a hot pocket. So, anyway, we have arrived at our destination. We have Adam how, how has long is this bravely episode and successfully been? driven us 35
1: minutes. 35 minutes. 35 minutes. That minutes.
0: That's a pretty yeah. good drive. So, I guess we will sign off. You got to see me not signing things this time. <laughs> um, this may happen more in the future, particularly while my class is going until April. Who knows? But yeah, yeah. Anyway.
1: How's that been?